Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I am Kyle Tugger of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking about the Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you more about them and their delicious breakfast in a bit. Lots of news, Kyle. Been a busy, busy day around the sports world. On this edition of the podcast, we're going to break down some quarterbacks. The offensive coaches talked Tuesday. This is the first time we got the chance to discuss that. Then we're going to talk about the college basketball scandal verdict. It came down from New York, and we're going to wrap Talking about Kyle's piece on Keldon Johnson that dropped recently on The Athletic. Kyle, what's your takeaway? You you saw some of the comments. I was over at practice. I'll let you go first since you kind of viewing it from just a little bit of an outsider to a certain extent. Uh, the quarterback situation. Mark Stoops said that he wants had, anticipates playing several. And then we talked to Terry Wilson, talked to Darren Henshaw, the quarterback's coach, and Eddie Grant, the offensive coordinator. And... I don't know. It seems like they're all kind of on the same page, but honestly, it's a weird page to be on. Yeah. I, I mean, I still don't really know what to make of it. You know, if you if we're just taking all this stuff at face value, you would assume that they're literally going to play three quarterbacks in a key SEC road game. Like, I, when you say that out loud, okay, you're in first place in the SEC East, you're 6-1, and one, you're 12th in the country, you're playing this big game before the biggest game, uh, and you're going to play three quarterbacks. That just sounds certifiably insane <laughs> to me. That's what desperate, terrible teams do. And, and I get that there's some desperation, I guess, to juice the passing game. But I just, man, I'm going to have to see them play three quarterbacks to believe they're going to play three quarterbacks. I, Unless it's just an abject failure, unless Terry Wilson's awful you know, comes in and throws a couple pick sixes and they go to Gunnar Hoke in the first quarter and Gunnar's awful. And then they bring in Danny Clark. I like, I can't really think of a scenario where it makes sense in a game like this on the road in the SEC when you're trying to stay in first place to do that. I just, I mean, when has that ever worked out? When, <laughs> when is the second guy come in and been better than the way better than the first, not very often. And when is the third guy come in and been able to give you something that there's a reason the depth chart is as it is. I mean, Alabama is just now getting a great quarterback. Alabama, I mean, it's taken them a long time to get a great quarterback. LSU's spent 20 years looking, whatever, 12 years looking for a competent quarterback. We think Kentucky's got three. No, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. If they're playing three quarterbacks, they're losing the game. I have formulated some theories, Kyle. Um, Terry Wilson has a, a personality that, in if you want to interpret it positively, it is a positive. It's much like Steven Johnson, where it's the calm, cool, and collected. And he said that the you know the Florida game, he had a, a fire underneath him. He was playing the way that he knows he can, and the past couple games he hadn't been. If that is and he actually said the coaches now are trying to light a fire under me. Yeah, I, I saw that and thought, like, okay, that this that's what this is really all about. Well, thanks for taking my point. I was about <laughs> to eloquently set it up, and you just jumped in and stole my thunder. <laughs> 
So we also discussed the fact that, you know, Missouri, it's going to make them game plan for a couple other things. And that is also a factor. I think that the thing is, there's probably like 10 factors that is going into this thought process. And either Stoops is a genius or he is way overthinking. And it could either blow up in his face or work out perfectly. And I mean, if you're looking, he talks about the future all the time. And in theory, going forward, you need Gunnar Hoke or Danny Clark as a backup. One of them has to say, we talked about how, you know, the transfer stuff and all those things. People have seen tweets from parents on the internet and all those both things. Both of their parents. Yes. Both of their parents. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, so that would make you think they're transferring. And so if this is like a ploy in theory to appease them to a certain extent as well, like is that slightly a factor? I don't feel like it's stoop- a horrible idea if it is. I, I, mean, I, I, don't I agree. Think you can pander, I don't think you can be held hostage by parents. You can't set that precedent. I don't think you can try to trick parents. That's a bad precedent too. I think any way you slice it, if this is at all about the families, then you're then Stoops has already made a well. May, maybe it's not. Even, if, even if one of them comes in and does well, if you are if you're giving them a chance or saying you might just to to address the angry parents, then you've made a huge mistake. I'm not saying in my opinion. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying it could be a benefit. Like if you Yeah. Could be. I mean it could also that's that's the other way way it could blow up in their face though. Because you know, you had you got an interesting tweet today uh where you tweeted about I tweeted they're gonna play all I tweeted I was just tweeting the live stoops uh presser and I said I sent out the tweet. Stoops says he has a lot of confidence in Gunner and Danny. And then I posed the question, could we see three QBs play at Missouri? And at Coach Clark UAC, who is Danny Clark's father, said, you're a smart man, Curtis. I interpret. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true by him. But Yeah, that that also sounds like a dad who thinks his kid's playing. And so that is where... That is where I can also see how this blows up in their their face in a different way because maybe he's saying that because he already knows. Maybe they've actually made a promise. In that case, I assume they'll follow through. But but the also, thing is, maybe, well, they haven't. No, no. They, but they've made clear to us that they haven't made any promises and nothing's guaranteed in these games. I mean, at, at every turn, they've given themselves just the littlest bit of an out where they say, uh, Darren Henshaw said that he hopes that. Terry comes out and grabs the bull by the horns, and they just go from there. Um, and, right. and Eddie Grand said that you know he had th- some things planned for the Vanderbilt game, but they come out and turn it over right. on the first two possessions, and things kind of go haywire. Right, but you're not dealing with rational thinking people. I mean, you know, and I don't mean that to be an insult, but people aren't rational when it comes to their kids. By and large, anybody, nobody is. You know, I've I've like been irrational about people dealing with my kids because they're my kids and you want everything to be great for them. And I get that part of it. And in these cases, these are parents who've demonstrated some fairly poor decision-making in their social media habits. Danny Clark's dad tweeting openly about transfer Gunner's parents. We've talked about, uh, these, these folks are going to see the Mark Stoops comments that I anticipate playing several quarterbacks on Saturday as my kids playing you know if that's fine if they've made it clear to the media subsequently that 
you know, we have outs in that. We might not play everybody. All those people heard was the first thing Mark Stoops said, and they're going to hold him to it, and they're just going to be even madder. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if the only quarterback that plays Saturday is Terry Wilson, even if he's awesome, Twitter will be an interesting place. <laughs> and probably Mark Stoops' phone will be an interesting place with incoming calls from Ohio. Uh, I guess both quarterbacks' mm-hmm. families live in Ohio. Uh, I This thing's weird, man. I, and I, and I, like, like 90% of the potential outcomes to me seem like they are, like, it's blowing up in their face. I don't think it's that that high because, I mean, at this point, the quarterback's been bad the last 10 quarters. The quarterback position overall has been bad the past 10 quarters. They've just been able to lean on the defense and Benny, and uh, Missouri's the best offense they've faced most likely, and they're going to need to score some points. But, I mean, you know, everybody is concerned about the quarterback position, and I understand the importance of the position. Um, but to, to this point in the season, it hasn't been as valuable to Kentucky as most other teams because they've just leaned on the defense and leaned on the running game. And when you got those things that are so locked in, honestly, it's weird. But if you're going to tinker, I kind of get it to just a, just a little bit. And the way they've gone about it has been completely kind of different than anything I've seen in football in a long, long time. But we'll see. We'll see Saturday. I guess we got to wait for some answers. Well- I, I don't have any issue with them. I don't have any issue doing what they've said they're doing, preparing all three guys, getting them ready, thinking, letting them know that they might have a shot. I have no issue with that. The mistake, I think, was talking about it. Like, I, I just, like, why say anything? Just say, Terry Wilson's our quarterback. That's all we're going to say about the quarterback. And then you go, you do your thing this week, and you might plan to play the other guys. But then if you don't, then nobody says, you said you were going to, and you didn't. And if you do, you know, there's an element of surprise. I don't know. They're, like, nobody feels like they were promised anything. I don't know that – I don't know that coming out and talking about it the way they have and being kind of now weird about it, I think, is just I, – I don't think that was a great call. It may work out in, in practice. Like, the actual function of whatever they do on Saturday may work out. Maybe it lights a fire under Terry, and it's just Terry, and that's it. And that's great, and I'm sure they'd be thrilled by that. Well, Maybe Gunner comes in; he's awesome. But I, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like the part about blowing up in their face is about the talking about it, because somebody's going to be mad about what was said versus what was done. Well, if they do what they say and they win, then no one's going to particularly care. But it'll be weird. But I don't know. We'll see. Weird things happen all the time. Also, of note, uh, Terry Wilson said that he'd had some. I forget the exact phrase he used, but it was off the field distractions, and he didn't go into further detail what those were, and that he also said factor into those things. And I think it's something to keep in mind that these people are people; these quarterbacks are people, Kyle, and that they're young people, and sometimes they get distracted by stuff. I mean, they're twenty-year-old dudes, yeah. and twenty-year-old dudes are notoriously for like losing interest and in, you know, kind of thinking about something else when they should be focused on the most important thing in front of them. Yeah, I mean, girls, school, uh, video games. I was distracted by 900 things in college. I mean, mm-hmm. if you fork ask knife. me to focus intensely on, on anything, you have fork knife. Uh, yeah, that that is a thing. And Terry Wilson is a guy who's basically bounced around the country since high school. He went to Oregon, uh, and then he was in junior college, and now he's here, and he's only been here in this new place for, what, nine months? and. Mm-hmm. 
all of a sudden he's kind of the face of a top program. Not you know, I don't think he would have thought coming into this that like maybe he did, but that Kentucky would be as much in the spotlight as it has, and all of a sudden he's the sort of the, one of the faces of it. Uh, there's a lot that comes with that. So yeah, I, I think that's that's very much a possibility that the guy is just a college what junior basically in in terms of his actual mm-hmm. college status. I was pretty distractible at that point in my life. So and, and if it was if this was all about as he said lighting a fire under him again, getting his attention, making him you know have a sense of urgency, preparation, uh, and also like sometimes when you're scared. You know, not scared, but when you like, when you know, like, okay, this is my last shot. If you've been hesitating, as he said, to kind of just let it rip, you know, pull the pin, as the coaches have said, just throw it and stop worrying. Sometimes just the, like, like with me in college, if I had a paper and I had a week and a half to do it, I would take a week and a half down to the last minute to do it. But like in that last hour when I knew there was, there was (laughs) no more delaying, I got down to business and, and got it done and just started typing and then the paper was finished, you know? So, Maybe this maybe this is the you yeah. know the hour before the right. papers do for Terry Wilson. Yeah, we got to we got to we got to move on to another topic here and but I do like the idea of Terry Wilson's problem as a quarterback is that he procrastinates in throwing the ball and that's the major issue. So now we've tied it all together into Terry Wilson the college student. All right, we're going to go to some the college basketball in a second. But first, hey Kyle, is it just me or does talking about the game ever make you hungry? I was just thinking the same thing. I've actually been wanting to take you to this breakfast and lunch spot I tried the other day with the family. Have you been to First Watch? I've been meaning to try that place. Didn't I see they were voted Lexington's best breakfast recently? That's the one. and You've got to check it out. They have something called the Million Dollar Bacon, which makes my mouth water just thinking about it, and my wife absolutely loves. That stuff is ridiculous. Plus, we tried their lemon ricotta pancakes, elevated egg sandwich, and their smoked salmon benedict. You're making my stomach growl right now. Are they open for dinner too? I kind of want to go right now. Just breakfast and lunch, man. 7 to 2.30 every day. And they get busy. But we found out that they have a First Watch mobile app, which you can use to check out their wait times and get in line before you even get there. It was really easy. I'm in. Where is there a First Watch around here? They've got three in Lexington. All are locally owned. And a few over Louisville and up in Cincinnati as well. Well, now I know what we're eating tomorrow morning. First watch. Yeah, it's fresh. Also wanted to tell you guys about Sling TV. Tonight, I'm watching some basketball. The rookie matchup is on the Dallas versus Atlanta. We got Luka Doncic. I mispronounced that on purpose just to make you guys feel better. And Trey Young going down in Atlanta. If you you don't want to watch the game, you got to watch the game. And you don't want to pay for a bunch of channels you never view. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, NBA basketball, college sports. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and a bunch more channels. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime, and as I always say, you can upgrade or downgrade the package to fit your needs. Locked On listeners can get a 7-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go get that free trial right now. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle, were you surprised at the fact that 
all those dudes were found guilty up in New York? I guess I'm not totally surprised, but I, it, it's kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, I understand that I guess they committed fraud of a sort. There was some falsification of uh, invoices and things like that and hiding money and moving money, you know, in shady ways. But, you know, the whole thing is just the idea the case was won by successfully arguing that the schools were victims and that's absurd uh you've got these guys going to prison and on the other end of the deal were assistant coaches maybe head coaches i mean this whole case revolved basically around the louisville deal with brian bowen and one of the guys got another charge for brokering deals for players to go to kansas well, nobody from Kansas or Louisville has been charged for, with anything. <laughs> so these guys on the on the paying end of the deal are go, are, are going to go to prison for basically, you know, stepping onto a market that where there was a need because college basketball's rules were antiquated and not adequately compensating players. It's not a we've talked about this. It's not a morally wrong thing. It's just a, against the rules. Mm-hmm. But on the receiving end and the people who, who set it up, they're the victims. Okay. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. So I, I find agree. the case pretty gross. But, uh, yeah, I guess I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised they all three were convicted. I thought, uh, I mean, at least, and Dan Wetzel's been really covering this uh, incredibly well for Yahoo. And he said, and I, and I thought, the one guy, Dawkins, I thought had a chance to, to not be convicted. You know the reason the two Adidas guys. I mean, they were they were falsifying some some bookkeeping basically to make all this money move, and and so I get that. But this middleman really is going to go to prison. I don't know. I, I find it pretty gross. But good job, Feds. Good use of good use of money. Good use of taxpayer money to go chase some uh, basketball players getting some cash under the table. Yeah, it's a, just a, such a weird situation, and I mean, to, to spin it back to the basketball court, it's kind of crazy that ACC Media Day was today as well, and Mike Krzyzewski was getting crushed for his blip comments, and then he went, hey, I was in the Army, and I, uh, a blip on a radar means a lot, which, oh, goodness, Mike Krzyzewski. But then, he could not be more full of it. Uh, he couldn't be more full of it if he tried. Yeah. It, and then ba- Jim Beheim came out and said, uh, we should never play pairs. They can be happy with their meal money. Like he should retire because I hope he never gets another player. Well, you know, if, if he wasn't a liar, if he, that, if he wasn't yeah. a liar, he would be retired right now because he said in 2016 um, that last year was going to be his last season, and that Hopkins, who's now at Washington, was going to come in, and they had this whole thing set up. And if you remember, it was because he got in trouble. Uh, and I don't even remember what the NCAA violation was because, in all honesty, he gets in trouble almost as much as anybody else in the sport. And for him to sit up on a high horse and like say, you players don't deserve anything, is one of the more ludicrous things you will ever hear in any kind of sports anywhere. Jim Beheim is just, uh, you just, I just can't stand him. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about this thing. I'm trying to think. <laughs> like, Yeah, I... <laughs> It's just so... Uh, I, uh, honestly, when I saw the, the guilty verdict come out I was kind of like I I didn't know what to think and the other thing on the basketball court uh, that came out today because I guess Big 12 media day was also today and and Bill Self announced that D'Souza is not going to play which I think we all figured that right I mean it seemed like Kansas was the only people who were saying oh just we're, we're not going to announce anything yet but when his guardian is getting cash how can he play 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be something to follow going forward because there is more, more cases to come in this endeavor. And in all honesty, the person, I guess, I, person wasn't a pun, Chuck Person, the Auburn assistant who was brokering deals with a guy who had SEC violations, and that's the financial SEC, and he was guiding players to take this guy and uh, use this guy as a financial advisor when he was clearly a bad financial advisor, and he was using his cachet as a coach to get kickbacks. When I was looking at like the charges when these first came out, I think he was the person who I think deserves to go to jail, and these other guys get it, so hopefully he gets in trouble too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if we're going to continue to, if, if all this is going to continue to be built upon the, the nonsense that the schools are the victims, then I guess the employees of the school are just as victimized, I guess. But they're not uh, because Kenny know. Johnson yeah. was giving cash to the Bowen family, but somehow the university uh, wasn't complicit in that. And none of it makes sense, in all honesty. I mean, I, I haven't read everything that came out today. But from what I know, very little of this makes sense. And it just, as you said at the top, Kyle, it just seems to be like a waste of time and money and resources uh, when there's other things that we could really be doing with it. I think Seth Greenberg said it on a, a few podcasts ago that, you know, it's kind of a joke that we're wasting time on something like this when there's so many real issues in the country. But that's what they wanted to do. And, you know... I don't often agree with Rick Pitino, but him kind of saying how this was a farce, I agree with him on that. I don't agree with him on many other things he says, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Um, in a second, we're going to talk about your Keldon Johnson piece. We're going to get back on to some, some, more, some more fun topics and talk sports and not get frustrated like we just did in that segment. But first, I want to tell you guys about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets of all kinds. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So we teased it yesterday on our Evan Daniels podcast where we broke down some big man recruiting. And two things real quick, Kyle, before we get into your Keldon Johnson piece. One, if you haven't listened to the uh, Evan Daniels interview podcast, go back to the podcast before this one and give that a listen. You'll get up to date on all the Kentucky basketball recruiting. You might not like what you hear. And then also go to my timeline and find where we had we dropped a new single with Drake whose birthday apparently is October 24th, and that makes sense because one of his nicknames is OVO, which stands for October's Very Own. You didn't know I had all this Drake knowledge, did you, Kyle? Nope, and I'd like to go back to not knowing. Well, now you do, and it'll it'll be stuck in your head because now we're living (laughs) in this moment a little bit, and now for the rest of your life, you will remember that OVO stands for October's Very Own. And now I wondered a, what that was. And now an important factoid like 
the combination to something, you'll just lose and you'll be locked out somewhere down the line. So you're welcome. Okay, on to your Keldon Johnson piece. <laughs> it was kind of crazy that a dad was so open about his not really wanting his son to go to the school that he ultimately chose. Yeah, I, and this was one of the more popular stories that I've done so far in terms of uh, we could see like how many people subscribe to The Athletic uh, from like individual stories. And uh, this one got a lot of people so, to subscribe, and I think it was largely because of a couple teases of, of his dad's quotes that were just, I mean, just really unusually candid, as you said, like, you just don't hear parents say like, I didn't like Cal. I didn't like, they came in way too late. Like they weren't recruiting him soon enough. They didn't care enough about him. Everybody told me Cal was a cheater. I mean, like amazing. He was so open and his opinion is very different now. Keldon Johnson's dad really likes Calipari and he's really glad his son came, but like, it was just, I kind of had my mouth open while he was, saying some of this stuff. I mean, one of the quotes I'll, I'll read, and I hope people will, if they haven't already, subscribe will, and if they have and haven't read it, we'll just go and check it out. But his dad said, I put up a big fight. I put up a big, big, big fight. Really big. Uh, and I said, well, did did Cal know, and this was with Keldon that he put up the fight. I said, did Cal know like how much of a fight you're putting up? And he said, yeah, we bumped heads. We really bumped heads because I have a strong personality and Cal has a strong personality. He thinks if you're you should be at Kentucky, but I'm thinking there's a lot of great players that went to the NBA that didn't go to Kentucky, so you're not doing me no favor. I think he appreciated me as a father because I really stood up to him. He knew my only other, my only concern was what was right for my son. And uh, I was like, man. And that was just one of like four really, really honest and open quotes from his dad about not want him to go to Kentucky. And, and one of the other ones, the beginning is my son is not going to Kentucky. Uh, those <laughs> words came out of his mouth. Um, and the gist of it was, you know, he's from Virginia. He was heavily, heavily recruited by Maryland and NC state. NC state's like an hour and a half from his parents' house. Maryland's three hours. Uh, Maryland had hired an assistant coach from Georgetown who coached his brother. His brother's a senior at Georgetown. And, you know, I mean, all signs pointed probably to him going to Maryland or NC State. Uh, and they had recruited him for, you know, years, basically. Kentucky didn't offer him until last August uh, when he visited campus. And it was like, look, you didn't think he was, you know, you didn't pay him any attention. You know, he was like begging you for an offer and you paid him no attention until now. These schools have been on it forever. We have relationships with these people. He's not going to Kentucky. He's not going to go get buried on the bench at Kentucky with a bunch of other stars. Uh, and the reason that he's at Kentucky, one, Cal didn't give up on it and kept pursuing. And the other was that Keldon really wanted that challenge. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about Keldon. Yes. Um, and I- he sat down with his dad and just said, like, I, this is where I want to be. I, if I go there, I know I'll be good enough. That says a lot about him accepting challenges and also about him believing how good he could be. And I think that's already sort of bearing itself out to be true. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know, I can't remember exactly where Calipari said this because I've heard so much of him since the Bahamas and all those things, but he was talking about how Keldon, you know, said, I knew I was going to be this good, and Calipari didn't kind of believe it until he saw him in practice over the summer and then in the Bahamas, and that kind of belief in yourself, and now you look at it, and his dad was worried about, you know, the best situation for his son. Right now, Keldon Johnson's the highest 
draft pick on this Kentucky team from what I've seen on mock drafts and things. So ESPN's got him number eight overall now. That's kind of crazy. And I, I mean, yeah. I understand why from what you've seen, he, 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 he has all the tools specifically in the current NBA where wings are so valuable. So go out, go check out Kyle's piece on Keldon Johnson on the athletic. Find the link on Kyle's Twitter feed or just go to theathletic.com. You don't have like your own little webpage on the athletic, do you? Like how do you, is there like a uh, if you go there and you go to the uh, the NCA basketball tab, uh, all the schools that we cover are there and you can pick Kentucky and every basically everything I've written is all right there on that page. Uh, or if you find if you go to my Twitter account uh, in my profile on Twitter, which is at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH, uh, no. in my profile, the, the, the link that I have there links to my author page, which is uh, specifically me and everything I've done. So uh, you can find that there. Keldon's story will be the most recent. You can find me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. I'm a much better follow than Kyle. I tweet out awesome videos, and Kyle does get me on having his children on his timeline. But I got a little niece, and every once in a while you'll get one of those pictures. So, you know, they're not as frequent as Kyle's cute kids. But my cute niece, every once in a while, will come out. So you should follow me for that, if nothing else. Be sure to be following at Locked On UK and find Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. As I mentioned earlier, go back and listen to that Evan Daniels podcast if you hadn't. And stay tuned for tomorrow. Kyle and I will be recording after John Calipari speaks to the media. And we're going to be previewing... UK versus Missouri. We didn't. This wasn't a mailbag. We asked for questions. We didn't get any. So if you have questions, you got to tweet them at us, and then we'll do a mailbag like we always promise we do. But we haven't lived up to those promises because we haven't had questions. So that's on you. I'm pointing at you, the listener. This episode was brought to you by First Watch. Be sure to rate, review, comment to this podcast, and then share it with someone who would enjoy it. Thanks so much, so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.